Hey, y'all. So, yeah, so here we are with our This Week in Outrage. We'll see if some folks join soon. But in the meantime, I can talk about how this is our little weekly chat thing. We talk about sort of the outrage of the week, the memes of the week, what's out there. Maybe we can dive underneath a little bit and try to figure out what is really going on with those. Uh, and my actually my actual podcast is Outrage Overload, where we talk with scientists, authors, researchers about political polarization, civility, um, better dialogue, this kind of thing. And uh, that episode, that that podcast is about twice a month. Sometimes I throw in a bonus episode, but that's about how often I, I release that podcast. This this little chat we do about weekly. Lisa and I talk about kind of events of the day, or Wait, I should say, who's Lisa? Yeah, events of the week, and I'm here. I'm joined with Lisa. Hi. Lisa's here with me, and uh, I'm David. And, By the way, I'm his wife. Yeah, <laughs> and we will we will talk about sort of things, like I said, about sort of what you know, what's out what's out there in the outrage media this week. What what riled us up, or anything we want to talk about, really. Yeah. And like I said, this is quite different than my usual podcast, which is heavily scripted, heavily edited. This podcast, this weekly little chat that we do is basically unedited, unscripted, and just some crazy fun. Crazy fun. Hopefully. So what do you got this week? Anything exciting? Well, I'm, I'm trying to dig up this thing where it um, had me in tears this morning with oh. the, um, the uh, transgender teen who was the the uh teen poor uh poet laureate this was like tennessee or something yeah uh-huh trying to find it and um my god did she bring the house down standing ovation mm -hmm. uh talking about how she uh she doesn't feel safe in her state her home is not her home um and there's been so much gun violence this last week. It's it's crazy. I don't even know where to start. Where do, yeah. how do you start? How do you how do you even digest all that? Yeah, and our partner Connor's forum, you know, put out a whole um, segment about this, and and also a newsletter. They're just saying like like the vast majority of Americans across what whatever spectrum, whatever wherever they are, left or right agree with like these sort of five things, you know, banning this, banning that, background checks, this kind of thing. And it's like, it's not even an argument, but our politicians just won't go there because I, well, I don't know well, why. Okay, why are we letting this happen? Yeah, why are we why letting, are this, we happen? letting because, this happen, people? Like I say, the vast majority of Americans, this is not like it's portrayed as a radical position, but it's not. Obviously, the majority of Americans want this stuff and it's portrayed as like a radical position, but it's actually not a radical position. It's it's freaky. It's like it's crazy. Well, what what are we gonna do? I don't know. Well, we have to know. We have. I mean, I know we, we can't just keep saying I don't know. We can't just and thoughts or prayers are fucking bullshit. Right. Yes, I said it. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. That I just I I just can't. And like I say, I I'm I'm a Second Amendment advocate. That whole thing. One hundred percent. But I'm like ready to try anything. Just like try anything. Like maybe you can put some kind of parameters on it. Maybe you can put a sunset rule about me. Let's get rid of that one gun. Let's get rid of that one gun. Just anything. Like I'm ready to try anything at this point. So how many um how many states actually have banned the sale of that one gun? 
Oh, I like AR-15 yeah. fans. Um, not, not a huge. Washington, California. Washington. And we had a national ban of that. And it did seem to make a, have an effect. Well, it is and that thing. it expired. This though. is my thing. It's if we ban it, it's not gonna it's not gonna stop things. No, but we have it, but it's gonna make it harder. Well, and that's the Connors Forum thing. The whole point was there are X things we could do. You know, like five things. And what's they aren't gonna. Uh, I'll go back to the list. They aren't gonna remove. They're not gonna fix everything, but we can reduce it. That anything is better than what can, we're doing. Can we look at? Can we look at mental health? Can we look at mental health? Right, it's on the list. Yeah, and everybody no, is, agree we, with that. Can we move that to number one? Well, it's hard because it's a big problem. But sure, we can but start doing that, something. That man got strangled on the train yeah. this week because he yeah. was having a mental break. Yeah. He yeah. was having a mental breakdown. And well, someone and, thought, and it was an inter- someone an, thought they were helping. helping. And, and that's they kept him in a chokehold for 15 effing minutes. Because if you believe the guy that said he didn't mean to do any harm, still. Oh, he, he was begging for water and food. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough. But, but yeah, I mean, if you look at this list, let me, let me I can pull it up. Because, again, you can, you can see the Connors form just recently did. Oh, my pad is now not responding. We just talked about this, that I need a new pad. Just tell Lisa I need a new pad, new iPad. Well, we went shopping for a new pad, and I go, are you effing kidding me? That's <laughs> how much new pads cost. The prices are insane. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that it's weird that this percentage, this such a large percentage um, of the population and voters like agree with these sort of you know five or six things and yet our elected officials just won't do anything with them you know just won't won't implement any of them so it's not even like there's um a fight about these things in theory but our but our elected officials want to make it a fight because well i don't know all the reasons why i could speculate about why but um Why it's not coming up? It's weird that I don't know. Apple search and mail sucks. I'm telling you, I can probably find it just raw, just looking at my email. But in, um, in the meantime, here we are. All right, so here's the five things that Americans can basically do? all agree. Oh no, they can do, oh, but, but we all support. Like the majority supports. Okay, five things: ban assault rifles with and high capacity magazines, enact a 30 day waiting period for all. Gun sales. 30 day. 30 day. Okay. I don't know if that makes a difference, but I'm just saying people agree on this. Enact enact red flag laws. Enact yes. better and uniform background checks. Raise the legal age at which people can purchase firearms. And to your point, improve mental health. So, okay. So what is the legal age now? Is it 18? It depends. It's state by state, right? Each state has their own. Many states, it's, yeah, 18 or even younger in some cases. You know, because there was this old thing about handguns versus young versus long guns. Handguns versus young guns. Handguns versus uh, long guns. Young guns, good movie, by the way. Yeah, but <laughs> but you know, for a while that was the big thing. Like, oh, we'll fight handguns, but long guns are fine because that you're thinking like hunting rifles. But nowadays, long guns includes all these assault rifles, right? So, uh, you know, there was a time at which you know fairly young people could purchase uh, long guns, but 
But you know, so apparently those, they can walk. Young people can walk around with these in a lot of states. Just in some states, absolutely. Open yeah. carry. Well, not only open carry, there's even open concealed in many places now. But open concealed is that's an oxymoron. What does that mean? Well, what I mean is, uh, sorry, what I mean is, you don't need a permit for concealed in many places. You can just carry concealed wherever you want. You know, like well, in California and other states, you need a, you know, you need to go through a lot of checks and get a bunch of approvals. Okay, in California, it's impossible to get a concealed weapon. It depends on the area, but yeah, exactly. So other places, it's pretty much just that's the norm is you can carry concealed. So, so there's that aspect of it. Now, that's not one of the on this list that we're not fighting that. But again, I mean, the statistics are, or the data is that, yeah, these things can help, can help. Again, like you say, we're not going to fix it with just doing this, but I'm ready to try anything. What? And like you say, I'm a gun owner. I'm a gun supporter. I'm no, third, 100%. I'm a second. I'm I a have supporter. totally been in arguments. And, and 10 years ago, I would have been, no, I'm going to fight anything, right? But I'm like. 10 years ago, too. I've been in, I've been in arguments with people. Yeah. That. No, responsible gun owners should be able to keep their guns. Now yeah. I'm saying, fuck that. I'm willing to try things. I'm, I'm willing to try more things than we've ever done before because obviously this is out of control. Mental health. Yeah, and that becomes a huge challenge because that, you know, and this is the big problem is that we get back to many of these things are rooted in much bigger problems like the homeless. You're going to fix the homeless by kicking people out of your town. You know what I mean? No, that doesn't really fix the homeless. It's just like, because it's a big problem doesn't mean we have to address I it. I know. I know. But. So don't say, don't sit there and go, oh, that's a big no, problem. No, no totally. it's a fucking big problem. Totally. We absolutely, have to address yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I'm just saying it's like, it's, it's quick. We want these quick and easy solutions, right? That we can do this thing, which is just one law and that'll fix everything. But many of these problems are much more systemic and we're going to have to take every on single person that, a larger challenge. Every single person that has done these mass shootings has broken the law. Right. So they're already breaking the so law. They're already breaking the law. It does. Yeah. So laws don't matter. What we have to do is you have to take care of these people who get to this point. How did they get to this point? And this is exactly, and this is also a red flag can come in a little bit too, because maybe some of these people could have been flagged and sort of, well, dude, you're kind of in a bad well, state. So let's so maybe if you go, if you go back to that shooting in um, Colorado, the kid who shot up the theater years ago, you're talking about no, I'm talking a long about a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. This so, is like, I forget Aurora. This is like Aurora, right 10 years ago or something. Yeah. yeah. So that kid was on the radar. He right. Totally right. was on the radar. Right. But since he dropped out of school and quit seeing his counselor, then he came off the radar. Well, and also it comes back to that whole, we have a lot of rights and liberties in, in the no, US. No, stop. No, stop. Because that person quit seeing their counselor, their counselor quit reporting. Right, there was no, what is it called? The uh, mandatory reporting sort of thing. So right. that counselor should have said, okay, this guy quit seeing me. Right. This is a huge, that this, should have been a this red should flag. have been a huger issue. Yeah, it should have been a big red flag. And they don't have the kid dropped out of school, dropped out, dropped out of his counseling sessions. They already knew he was a problem. So the the counselors go, Well, he dropped out. I can't do anything. Bullshit. He was a bigger once he dropped out of your sessions, he became a bigger problem. Yeah. And, and you knew it. And you knew it. And I think my my big point is that. You're, you're not going to magically 
fix this because it's very complicated. No, we're not but gonna magic. All of these things can make a slight improvement. A slight improvement is better than nothing. We've had how many? I mean, we've already had what, 50 cases the, or something like okay, that? Maybe more? Talk, no, let's talk this week. Yeah, I mean, talk we've already had week. 100. I mean, it's a huge number of mass shootings we've already had, and it's only May. Why, why do we have to uh, qualify it by year? Well, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is only this, I mean, that's what I'm saying is how many per week, how many per day are we having? Like, I mean, I think it's time to try some things. Obviously, what we have going is not working. So well, people, even as a people, Second Amendment I'm supporter. I'm sorry, you're not, you're not thinking or praying enough because yeah, it's, your thoughts yeah. and prayers are not doing shit. Well, and that's where it comes back to this whole idea of like, we've got like five or six things, the majority of Americans support. So let's try them. Like, okay, can we work out, uh, you know, metrics around it or maybe some sunset law, whatever. Fine. Let's try them though. And maybe we can measure that there was an improvement, you know, and if it's a 10% improvement, that's better than doing nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I really am, you know, to the Benjamin Franklin thing, I'm ready to trade some rights for safety. I'm sorry. I really am Ben. Sorry. Well, remember when they did the uh, Patriot Act and we were all, that's a bunch of bunk of fucking bullshit. And we were really happy with the, um, the uh, towns that decided not to support the Patriot Act. In, right. in, a, in a lot of ways, I'm still supporting those towns that were not supporting it. Yeah. But I, at, if we were at the situation where these right. mass it's shootings were happening, if these mass shootings were happening by foreign um, aliens, then this would be, then the Patriarch would be back on the table. But well, and that's why, like I say, with some provisions or maybe some metrics or some measurement or some sunset, I will to try freaking anything at this point, like ban everything for a while. I'm, I'm even okay with that. Like I'm to that point where I'm ready to try anything. I'm a gun owner. I like my rights, all that stuff, but it's like, this is out of control. You're going to admit you're a gun owner. Uh, yeah, I know on on freaking live or oh. other people with strangers. Yeah, I know I, they're going to come and get me now for sure. But my point is that like, I'm not a gun. No. Yeah, right. I'm going to pretend I'm like a gun. I mean, my point is like I'm ready to try anything. Like as a person that I mean, ten years ago I would have fought anything like this vigorously, right? But I'm like ready. This is out of control. Like obviously, guns are part of the problem. I'm sorry, you can't find any other there's no way out of that fact, yeah. right? There's no way out of that fact. You can argue whatever you want. Guns are part of the problem. Access to guns are part of the problem. Yes. And, you know, like I say, as much as I totally support the idea of gun ownership and all that stuff, I'm ready to try anything just because things are that bad. Yes. I am too. You know, and... And like say five years ago, this would be a different story for us. Certainly 10 years ago, but yeah. Oh, 10 years ago for sure. I sat at many dinners saying, you're crazy. Let's not do this. And now I have to go to apologize to those people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm ready to try anything. It's, I'm sort of that way about voting and, and the two-party system and all that, too. Like, ranked choice voting. Uh, what's the other model? Uh, what is it? The uh, I don't know. I forget what they call it now, but where you just vote for anybody you want and they just accumulate the total. I'm going to try any of those. Okay. Things. But our voting rights, I'm sorry, people, our voter rights are under threat. They're under threat. They you are mean like gerrymandering. And yes. All that? Yeah. 100%. And it's, 
the goal is 100% just to get people not to be able to vote. Right. We what are we doing? What are we doing here? Does anybody ever read the poem on the Statue of Liberty? Everybody goes Caesar. Nobody reads this shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're starting off on a rant right off the bat. I know. We're, we're, yell <laughs> we're yelling at each other already. <laughs> Love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> but God damn it. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to start with besides that? Um, well, okay, so there was a there was a test that's taken every four years. All right. For our eighth graders. Oh no, is it like civics? Yeah. It was not good. It was not good. Yeah, I think it I was saw the not same thing. good. Yeah. And I think also they asked a bunch of American just average Americans about it and like a huge percent couldn't pass this basic so, civics test. So my question is to you since you know you and i know everything sure yeah um is is this really the pandemic or is it the last administration or is it a combination of both i don't think you can uh, yes i can i can do it <laughs> it's not one thing this has been an ongoing thing it's been an ongoing sort of change and rethinking i mean there was this whole shift in education i want to say like god i almost it could be 20 years ago Quite a while ago, we went to this whole experiential model of education. We cut back a lot of the sort of classic, um, sort of uh, more rigorous, uh, sci not scientific, but more rigorous research-based um, schooling. And we went to this whole experiential model. And I think that's great. It's got its place. But I think you need to mix back in some of the other as well. I mean, we've lost track of the that basic idea of 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 more uh academic style research and you know being able to defend your position and make a case defend it to your peers this kind of thing you know just this idea of i'm going to just have experience experiential education entirely that just i'm sorry it does not cut it and i think this idea that we cut out a lot of that kind of education is a big problem and you know, bringing it back now is hard because we cut it out, right? So now winding it back in is challenging. Okay, but why Why do our eighth graders not know how our basic, basic government, government works? works? They can't even name the three branches of government. Why, okay, so why is that being withheld? Did you take that quiz on this, by the way? Well, no, why would no. I do that? Why would you do that? This yeah. is... Lisa reads the headlines <laughs> and makes David do the research. Yeah, but our, our, numbers our listeners are, already know this. Our, yeah, our numbers are terrible on this, right? I mean, basic civics, just like, yeah, what are the three branches? How is this power divided among the three branches? That kind of thing. It's just not known anymore, right? I mean, uh, you it's took civics known. in school, right? I did take, I took civics in summer school. And I took it in a school outside my district because I wanted to meet different boys. But yeah, but not only that, I mean, like you say, it was even repeated. Like you had civics probably at grammar school level, you probably had it yes. again at sort of middle school level and you had it again at high school level, right? So each time they're gonna go into it with more detail, right? I mean, is this even part of the curriculum anymore? It doesn't seem like it, right? No, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, so 
it's frustrating. You know, and I actually, I told you that I'm uh, reached out to someone that I'm going to interview. Hopefully, well, we are going to interview. It's just a matter of time um, about this. Uh, not only about this, but that's one of the things we're going to talk about is that you know um, these basic ideas of of how the simple parts of civics and and just the basic how government works and 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 what your role is and things like that. Have, it seems like it's no, I mean, you know, and I'm an old guy. So look, if you're Gen Z or you're a millennial and you want to tell me I'm full of shit and you should, you can log in and say, dude, we learned this stuff. You don't know what you're talking about. We know it. You're just an old man. Full I'm of just crap. an old man full of crap. But my Kids understanding get my is, lawn. get off my lawn. My understanding is this is not taught very much. These basic ideas of how civics work and, and how our government functions or what our institutions are about, how the how the power is divided amongst amongst the branches, this kind of thing is barely taught anymore. So, yeah, and it seems like, and and I, like I say, I'm interviewing, um, you know, somebody. I think they, I forget what they call themselves, but I mean, their organization is about, you know, better dialogue around this subject, right? I think they say courageous discussions or something like that is what they're about. Courageous discussions in school. So they're also talking about lgbtq and you know and crt and other stuff that nobody wants to talk about in school and how do you have those conversations so it's not just about sort of basic civics but anyway so i'll be talking to them before too long but basic civics are our problem to well it's happen. not all of our problem but it's a huge thing that we don't even know how our own government works like we don't even know what the constitution is about how it works who's responsible for which parts this kind of stuff yeah it's sad yeah and it seems like it's been pulled out of curriculum over time over the last 20 years particularly well we don't have a kid in school anymore so we don't see that but i i can't imagine that you wouldn't know the basic schoolhouse rock version <laughs> right of how right. the government works yeah exactly uh paperclip <laughs> Well, okay. So all they have to do is watch a Schoolhouse Rock. All the Schoolhouse Rock. And the Rock. Simpsons. Yeah, and the Simpsons. And you'll yeah. figure out how go government works. Yeah. But we've taken that away. Yeah. I mean, it. it this is the thing. It's like recently, too, I've had um, a meeting with some relatives, and I met, uh, got together with a lot of the children, the teenagers and younger adults. And I'm like, man, things are going to be good. I can, you know, these kids are on top of their crap and yeah. things are going to be good. Yeah. And then I come home <laughs> and they better get on top of their crap a lot quicker. You know, we can't wait for these 13 year olds who really do are smart and get it. But it, it's frustrating. Yeah. And it's hard too to look at these kids and go, you better hurry up, man, because we're messing things up quickly. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm going to bring one up and then we can go from there. But, you know, I've been, I've, it seems like I've had a lot of pushback on the idea. You see a lot of people saying, 
the January 6th was not an insurrection. Oh, I've had that too. Yeah. Lately. Yeah. And it's like, it's an interesting hill to die on because people have been convicted of seditious conspiracy. So I guess you could say technically no one's been convicted of insurrection, but you know what it takes to get to convict someone of, of seditious conspiracy? You have to prove that two or more people considered to overthrow, put down or destroy by force the US government. So you wanna die on the hill that is not an insurrection? I mean, it seems like, okay, sure. I mean, that seems like a strange hill to die on. You know, yeah, that that's yeah, but okay. You know, generally, so, sedition is con conduct or speech that incites individuals to violently repel against the authority of the government. Insurrection includes the actual acts of violence and rebellion. So, like like I said, it seems like an interesting hill to die on. Well, I actually had the discussion too of like, well, nobody died, nobody died, and I go, well, Ashley Babbitt died. Yeah, Ashley Babbitt died, and. Other people died too. But. Other people died too. But if you want to talk, if you want to take that side, I mean, then one of one of yours died right away. You know, and let's talk about the um, police who committed suicide. Those are considered deaths of this insurrection. Yeah, and that's a very interesting. Yeah, that whole the people that have committed suicide is kind of crazy, and. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's an interesting hill to, to want to die on. It, it's just like, really, that's what you're going to go for is that it wasn't an insurrection. Okay, fine. It was a sedition. <laughs> it was just a bad day at the park. It was sedition. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's like, dude, okay, in order to convict, and there were many people, not many, but there's been Proud Boys and others that have been convicted. In fact, this week, four Proud Boys members were found guilty of seditious conspiracy. And, um, and so it's like, dude, this happened. You can't, you know, you want to say it wasn't an insurrection. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. <laughs> like I say, why would you give them that? I, well, I'm only giving them that because I guess technically no one's been charged with that because seditious conspiracy made more sense for a prosecution to be able to prove. But, but dude, it does does that really the hill you want to die on? <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. You know, in a constitutional democracy, sedition and insurrection refer to inciting or participating in rebellion against the constitutionally established government. Notice that it says sedition and insurrection. It doesn't like say or, or they're different. It says in a constitution, constitutional democracy, sedition and insurrection refer to inciting or participating in rebellion against the constitutionally established government. I'm sorry, it's a weird hill to die on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I i don't know i mean i don't know how we just keep this up of like it was just a tourist coming to see the well this the party this, this goes on to say one cannot commit sedition or insurrection to overthrow a government while still claiming to uphold and defend the Constitution, those senators that continue to support the insurrection slash, okay, that's not an insurrection. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, no, no, no oh, mix. Yeah, I don't want to mix. Sorry. Sorry, I had 
I had to stop it was almost David a, from a faux pas. It was almost a crisis. It's a crisis here. <laughs> yeah. He was mixing wines. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, so much. We're on a roll. So much. <laughs> well, this, this this is a crazy week. I got a lot of stuff. Well, what about um when um uh Ted Cruz? Oh, I, okay. I may not have seen this, but okay, go ahead. You know, um. Colin Allard is now, he's an ex-NFL player um, who is going against Ted Oh, he's Cruz. running against he's him. He's running yeah, yeah. against. Okay, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's an African-American gentleman, ex-NFL player, um, has, lo you know. And everyone hates Ted Cruz. That's where they can keep winning that district. I know. Nobody, I, know. I mean, even Republicans hate Ted I Cruz. I know. But Ted Cruz put out an ad complaining about Colin Allard. Oh no! But he put a picture. Oh, of somebody else. Yeah, I saw that. Oh my he god! He put a picture. It's it, complaining about Colin Allard, but he put a picture of the. Um, it was New a black York. person, Lisa. No, it it's the, fine. It was the New York uh, DA who. Had, oh god! Oh god! What? They're all the same. There's just a black person, Lisa. <laughs> oh god! Oh my how god! How do you how do you do that? How do you justify that? And like, how did that get passed? Like all of his staff. Yeah. All of his, you know, fact checkers, this kind of thing. How did that get out there? How did it get past all them? Like, how did no one notice this was the wrong person? Yeah. This is like, what was the guy that was like mixed up, uh, you know, the snakes on the plane guy and the uh, the bank <laughs> guy, right? Um, I'm sorry. I'm terrible. The... I'm terrible with Hollywood people. You're but so bad. Snakes on the plane is was Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. And um, the bank guy. What bank guy? Uh, you know, he was the guy also in... Um, uh, you know, the red blue pill movie. Um, uh, you know who that is, right? No, I don't know what the, red the, blue the pill matrix, was. the matrix. I don't watch the matrix, oh which, is, which is, which is Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. He yeah. mixed up Samuel L. Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne. Who did? I mean, somebody, some politician. <laughs> and he like, he started talking, he started an interview with like, I can't remember. I think it was Samuel L. Jackson. He, he messed up the, and he thought he, he was talking to Fishburne. Runner. He thought he was Cowboy talking to Carl. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And it was like, oh my God, like, how do you, you know, you know, it's one thing, like you can do your own research, do your research before you start the interview, right? That you know who you're talking to. He didn't, he didn't even realize who he was talking to. It was insane. But yeah, that's, that's like an example of that. Well, Colin Allard, I hope you handle this well. I mean, you've gotten. I think he has. I've seen some reactions he's to it. He's gotten handed he's gotten handed a pretty but let's see how he handled it yeah i mean it's interesting i mean nobody likes ted cruz he won by a small margin didn't he go against beto one time yeah and beto he barely lost. beat against beto I mean, beto, can't well, beto lost beto can't win elections let's just can we just be done with him like he can go away now but i think ted cruz is terrible and he's beatable well, even even in a red state, I think he's beatable because no but one. But he's likes only him. beatable by the right person because yeah, Beto couldn't beat him. Beto couldn't beat him, no. And and so now you'd love to say, well, why was uh, Cruz better than Beto? And it may be that simple thing of the uh, abortion. It may be that simple. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, are we done yelling about that? I don't know why. By doing. the way, I'm, I apologize to everybody. We are yelling a lot. We're going tonight. for it. We are, we are out, coming out hard. of the gates. We are coming, coming hard. hard.
<laughs> good evening, baby. <laughs> We're coming hard tonight. I'm yeah, sorry. that's a little unusual. It is unusual. But that shooting today just kind of like really we've said it again and again. How much more are we gonna take? How much we're we gonna take? And we just keep taking it. Keep taking it. Yeah. Yeah, I have a huge list of things. I don't know how many we'll actually cover. You, you save something fun, please. Oh, gosh, I better save something fun, huh? Do you have anything fun? I'll, I might, yeah. I might have to selectively choose that. So we were we were trying to figure out this whole Title 42 thing. Yeah. About the immigration stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, I encourage anybody that has, like, feels like they're pretty... Um, have, have a pretty strong opinion and knowledgeable about this, but everything I opinion, can see. Opinion, no, but knowledge, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, But I mean, you know, I sort of looked into this and the whole thing seems to be like clickbait. Like, you know, yeah, there's a bunch of immigration issues. This whole Title 42 expiring thing seems to be, uh, I mean, it was initially put in as a, as a I mean, it was initially put in as a as a public health measure, right? And it allowed the executive branch to throw people out without really sort of any due process, right? For public health reasons? Yeah, because of COVID, right? We didn't want oh, okay. showing up. So as part of COVID and that expires now. And so now people can go through sort of the pre-COVID asylum uh, application process, right? And, you know, and this means that you know, it's going to be back to what it was like before COVID as to how you deal with all these people that are trying to request asylum. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that to me, and it's a potential problem because, you know, there's no, immigration is frustrating to me because, you know, I think it's a thing that people agree could find common ground on more than they think they could, but because both sides tend to rile people up about it, nobody sort of wants to find that common ground because we get so angry about it and one side thinks one way, open borders versus, I don't know, something else, lockdowns or whatever. And the reality is it's somewhere, like there's a place where we need to find the reality. And, you know, it's not that immigration isn't a problem, it's also not that immigration is a completely democratic problem. It's like, we need to address like what's the right policy and find common ground and find a sane immigration policy. And because of our divisiveness, we can't right now because people get so riled up and so mad about it. They want this and they want that. And they're mad about some, if it has this person's name attached to it, or there's that person's name attached to it, then they don't want it because that person is a bad person. We And getting past that in this um, polarized environment is really hard right now, right? And so immigration is not a non-problem, like Democrats kind of want to pretend like it's not a problem. Republicans want to kind of pretend like it's the biggest, biggest problem, problem we've ever had. The Cato Institute did a recent study on this and said immigrants are actually good. Cato. You which is the, right wing. Cato is right wing. You mean the guy who lived with? Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. They're a they're a Can think tank. 
Can I finish my thought? You, you can. Go ahead, please. So the guy who lived with O.J. Simpson? Kato? Yeah. He Kato. Has a with the hair, the whole thing. goes surfboard. He has an institute? The whole thing going on, yeah. The Cato Institute. That would be cool if he did. He should get an institute. <laughs> the Cato Institute he is, is like, a, for a job, like a, like. you know, it's one of these right-wing think tanks thing, right? Um, you know, and they put out a thing saying immigration is actually good for the economy and all that sort of stuff, right? So, you know. Which we already know. Right, to a degree, for sure. But that doesn't mean immigration isn't also an issue, right? I mean, you know, I mean, um, undocumented people coming across and from how many Canada that too, but I mean, no, so not too. most illegal aliens come from Canada. Right. And the problem that everyone perceives is the Southern border side. Right. right. And, you know, and it has gone up under Biden. There's, you can't deny that that's a number that's real. Now, many Cato Institute, for instance, which is right leaning says that that's because the economy is better. The jobs market is better. So anytime that, that, that number of how many people come across the border is very tightly aligned with um, how the jobs market is, right? So when the jobs market is good, more people come across the border. When it's bad, less do. So that's not the narrative that anybody on the right wants to hear. But, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, that the left can just pretend immigration isn't a thing either. Well, the left wants to believe that everybody's coming over because things are bad in their country and there's and, some of that for sure no there's totally that no and I'm that still doesn't mean they all should be allowed to come here no but they the left wants to believe that everybody's here looking for asylum because things are are bad and unlivable in their country in many cases it's true no yeah. no i i said that for sure yeah but there's the truth lies somewhere in the middle exactly pretending this is you know, all Biden's problem or whatever. It's his or problem because he's president. It's his problem because yeah, he's his problem president. president. And yeah, exactly. But but anyway, so it's a, it's not a simple solution. And Title 42 was something that was created under Trump. It had to do with the health. It was a health care situation. It's expiring because, you know, it's, that's not the situation anymore. And so now what? Like we're sort of back to pre-Title 42. What do we want to do with immigration in this country? I mean, like I said, even the Cato Institute says, Institute, it says um, immigration is good, but they, you know, you have to admit that, you know, it can be overwhelming, right? I mean, certainly a lot of agents at the border have lots of problems. They're upset. They're, they're concerned. So, people on the ground, you know, feel like this is a, an overwhelming problem. So, you know, it's not a non-problem. Democrats have to accept it as a real problem. Republicans have to accept it as, you know. A manufactured problem. Well, no, they have to accept that. How are they going to handle They that? have to propose more than some kind of draconian, we're just going to shoot everyone problem. This is a, yeah. right? Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. like you say, someone in, somewhere in between shoot them all, and let them all in is the reality, right? <laughs> right? So neither side want to sort of do that because it doesn't fit their narrative. They want to blame the other side that the other side is the problem. But anyway, so I don't know. I don't have the answer to this because it's a nuanced problem. What we need to do is find experts that can, you know, sort of look into this in a serious way, not in a partisan way, and say what's the right answer, right? And and both parties to you know, both leadership on both parties to come together 
and say what's the right answer and what do we want to do but nobody wants to do that because it's much easier to turn it into a partisan thing that i can use for fundraising and blah 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 we're a country of immigrants right right oh yeah i mean that's what the cato institute thing is talking about i mean the cato institute report talks about how you know the economy would be terrible without immigrants right no we're, we're a country <laughs> of immigrants to begin with but anyway so i don't know the title 42 thing is interesting because everyone's trying to make it like you know it's somehow biden is a is a culprit and it's terrible and ruins the world but it's not that simple it's more complicated than that and nobody likes complicated things all right well the other one I was going to talk about before you, you could jump into the next thing, but what do you think about the Hollywood writers strike? What do you mean? What I think about it? I think that, you know, streaming has kind of screwed things up for a lot of people. I mean, it's people's art, art can be seen over and over again and streaming companies can make money off of it without paying the people who made the art. Right. Not, or not paying as much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that is, is a little crazy. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's nutty. So what do you, so what do you mean? What do I feel about well, the I'm writer's just, strike? Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, that was the kind of thing I was asking. Yeah. Exactly. What do you, what are your thoughts on, on what this means for us and all that kind of stuff? Well, it'd be interesting. I mean, think if you think about it, I mean, if you write a book and I, I use book and the word quotes, you write a script to something and somebody makes a TV show out of your book or your script or whatever, and then you get paid for it. But then the streaming company makes money off of it by replaying it every year, every week, and they keep making money off of it. You know, of course you want, you want to. Yeah. And you get some residuals, but like you say, the streaming residuals are a fraction right. of the amount. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's another you, one okay, of these. Here's a question, though. So, David and I have been fighting about AI every day. <laughs> literally, I got several AI things Literally today. every goddamn day, we fight about something about AI <laughs> every goddamn day because he's wrong. <laughs> I don't know what I'm wrong about, but go ahead. You know what you're wrong about. I don't. You're I wrong don't. about everything. I'm wrong about everything. Sure. But so. Now they think, well, okay, well, AI can just write my script. Seriously? It definitely can't yet. No. What do you mean yet? Oh, it's going to be able to write. No, it's not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's never going to be able to write. Oh a script. no, it is. It's, yeah. No, it's. Oh yeah. It's never going to get humor. It's. Never, oh, it totally gets humor. It does. It not already. Get it humor. already gets humor. It's just not that great at it, but it, it can no, be pretty good. No. Like you do a rap battle with ChatGPT, it's pretty good. Uh, for you, a, it's for a little you, nerdy. For but... you, an old guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, if, yeah, it's a little nerdy. Wait a minute. Have you told me you have you had a rap battle? I have not had a rap. I've seen other people's rap battles. Yeah, well, that's a BS. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to do a rap battle now. <laughs> um, I think you should. I no, I should not. You should no. I think you want to. I'll tell you should. something. I did with AI, but later you don't know AI's mama. So how do you make some? <laughs> yeah, insulted. Some jokes. Yeah. yeah. So no, I I think I have to support this strike. So what? But what well, are we? Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Not watch TV while this is happening? Well, that that's a good question, right? What are you supposed to do here? Because, yeah, 
right. I mean, you know, because the strike, what was it? Uh, I want to, I don't know when it was, but I'm, I want to say. It's been recent. No, but there was an, the earlier strike, the last strike. Yeah, it's not that long ago. Well, I'm thinking of one. I don't remember, I don't remember the exact year. But, you know, one thing about that strike was that they didn't have anything else to do. So they promoted, literally, they promoted The Apprentice, right? Because it was going to die. They were going to shut it off. But the writer strike happens. They say, well, we got this apprentice thing and it's cheap and we don't need writers. So the apprentice 100% has writers. Well, yeah, but it didn't need the same quality of writers. You know what I mean? The, to say that the apprentice didn't have writers. Oh, all of those reality shows. Yeah. But the, but the point was that they could do this show cheap. By the way, who could use writers right now more than anybody but Trump? He could use some scripts right now. Yeah, but you're throwing off my narrative. <laughs> my narrative is that the previous writer's strike is what saved The Apprentice, which gave us Donald Trump as president. You know, it's all a little bit loosey-goosey there. Oh, boy. <laughs> but it's like, so this kind of concerns me. I mean, I don't know. It concerns me. What do I want to say? So maybe maybe what they're saying, because... I mean, you know what I feel Apprentice? about reality TV. Reality TV know, is a scourge you and i've had this fight for years and you're like what are you watching leave me alone you're like quit watching that it's a scourge on humanity and i had to years later had to come back and tell david yeah I secretly watch survivor you were right no i quit watching that stuff because you were right you were right it, it, it's not it's not good it's not good, but I'm saying <laughs> the Apprentice had writers, 100%. They had writers. Well, if they didn't but, have writers, no, stop. go ahead. I'll let you finish. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they had writers, but he did not. He did not follow those writers. He did not. He did not go by the script. That's a lot why of editing. I th I'm saying. I know how. What do you mean works. the editing? I know more about editing now, so I'm I'm sure they there, did a it, lot of editing to make that show seem halfway normal. He a did a lot of editing. There were writers. He did not follow that. The other people followed it, and then Trump did not follow it, and they're like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah. But he could use some writers right now because he's burying himself. Is he though? It seems like I don't know. I don't. What I don't, do you mean? Is he though? I mean. It, Come on, he, no one seems to care. I were mean, he, were we going to talk about this tonight? Or I wasn't. Not? I was not. I, I I'm. I don't want to talk about that. But if you want to, I will. But I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just saying that I was trying not to get in, get sucked into this um, writer strike or something else. No, are we off the writer strike already? I don't know. We both support. I don't know where we, went. we both support the writer strike. So yeah, but, but I mean, it's a strange world that we live in. That. I think, um, you know, it kind of comes back to, I mean, even some of the stuff we kind of talked back into AI and chat GPT and all that, that, you know, forever writers have been not highly regarded, right? I mean, they don't get paid that much and it's a crappy job and you always look for something else while you're doing it. But without writers, you wouldn't have any of this programming, right? So it's no, kind of funny that that they are the lowest on the totem pole, but without any, without them, we wouldn't have these shows. Right. Right. And their art, their art. Yeah. Gets used over and over again. All right. So one, you so pick one. I've done I a couple wanted, in a row. No, so I wanted to go back to the, 
because I think we we, we didn't up, finish something. Well, we brought up the trial, and we didn't. Which want, trial? The um, the E. Jean Carroll. Oh trial. gosh, okay. So I don't I don't have that on my list, by the way. Well, you're wrong. Okay. But <laughs> I I'm mean, usually it, wrong. Okay, That's fine. so let's let's talk about. So this whole thing is about what we were outraged about this week. All right. And. Well, or what people were outraged, if not us, but yeah, the things people were care, trying to get us outraged about. I don't care about. what people were outraged about. I care about what I was outraged about. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I don't care what the rest of you were outraged about, but damn it, this totally ground my gears. Okay. So her whole thing. So this is not a. Um, this is a civic trial, right? Right, because they're not the, the uh, there's there's no the statute of limitations for a criminal case has expired. But New York, oh, not because she wasn't trying to get get a case filed. Well, it's that classic everybody talks about issue of people are afraid to pursue rape and all that for for the exact reasons that she's been attacked by the lawyer and all that. Well, and, nobody wants to do and it. And also, but. he's the. Um, he has power and money He's and all the that. the expert of defer, 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 defer. Right. So, right. So there's the statute. That's why the other 25 cases or whatever have not gone to trial because, or have not done anything because it's statute of limitations. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to defer out of a statute of limitations. Well, what does that mean? That means that once that case is filed. Well, that's the problem. I don't think any of them filed in time. I think, and that's, so that's why this case can still happen because New York made that special exemption or whatever, Before whatever the, the language is. Presidential. Well, no, no, for rape cases that they could still do the civic okay. um, uh, uh, litigation. Right. And so they made the special case and that's why this case can happen because they made this exemption for statute of limitations. So have you been reading up on this? Somewhat, yeah. Okay. So this case actually is about her inability to have a job, a relationship, a life since this happened. Right. Because she's trying to identify damages more or less. Yeah. Because right. it's a civic, civil, I should say, not civic. So she civil could trial. no longer do her job after and this stuff, happened. But yeah. She could no longer maintain a relationship. She could no longer, I mean, she, she was, uh, she has been emotionally broken yeah okay and <laughs> and that's what i'm waiting for what's in the end is no the end is like i so i was kind of hoping more for him to just for them to say yeah, yeah you're a rapist you have to go to jail but no right. this is no, not this is gonna, a civil trial this is a civil trial it's about damages for the most part and so what how much damage is she asking for i, I don't actually know to be honest with you you know i don't know Hmm. I don't know if there's been a set number. How can he? How can he not testify? But then they could have his deposition. deposition. I don't understand that either. Yeah, I don't fully understand it either. I mean, a deposition is testifying to a degree because the jury is going to see that deposition. They can see whatever amount the prosecution and the and the prosecution says. I mean, the defense, I should say says they're not going to do anything. They're not going to call any witnesses. They're not going to do anything. They say they, they have no plans to do anything, which I thought was unusual. Is this a New York court? Yes. I think so. Yes. New York. Is yeah, because it's New York law 
that changed this rule about statute of limitations recently about that you could do these uh, civil cases, you could file civil cases against a rapist, um, even if the statute of limitations for the crime had expired. It's just not looking good. But then that's just what we see on TV. I don't know about the rest. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I have a talk with somebody about this this week. And, you know, we're supposed to be talking about the um, uh, deposition that Trump did, which, you know, again, I, I they say the deposition has been released to the public. But that's not entirely true because I think it's 48 minutes or something of the deposition that has been released. His deposition was only 48 minutes No, long. I think the deposition was way longer. It was 40, hours long. Yeah, so 48 minutes of it are available to the public. You know, so you don't really have, even if you look at the 48 minutes in context, whatever context there is for 48 minutes, there's whatever else, you know, of it that you don't get because it wasn't released to the public for whatever reason. And so, you know, and the clips we've seen on TV are, of course, the 30 seconds of parts that they like to, that show a narrative, right? So, you know, where he and it's bad. Where he believe me, believe me, whatever context you put that in, it's not going to be he, good. He it's not going to be good. Her for his wife. Yeah, exactly. So, but There's somebody, a bunch of parts of somebody it. said, "Oh, well, that's because he's vain and he needs glasses, but he won't get glasses." I don't. That's a, another interesting hill to die on. That's an interesting hill to die on as well. Uh, no, that's my wife, Marla. No, it's not. It's Eugene yeah. Carroll. No, no. It's and not. I don't. She's not my type. She's but not it looks my type. Like my, my wife, wife right? Yeah. She's my wife, Marla. It's like, what the, dude, he, he really does not listen to anybody, does he? Well, that was interesting. Um, again, uh, I still have not looked at the whole 48 minutes or whatever that is available. Because why? I Well, I need to because I, I'm supposed to be talking to somebody about it this week. So I do want to be sort of informed about it. So I'm going to have to sit through 48 minutes of that. But the 48 minutes is still only, as you say, a subset of whatever and many hours they actually have. So so I, I, it is kind of like, I feel like, you know, I still like, feel like there's a weirdness there that we don't know, you know, we're never going to know the full story, but, or we don't know at this point, the full story, but yeah, it's, it's not good no matter how, how you look at it. But, but yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting that deposition because, <laughs> you know, it's no wonder he's probably not going to testify. I think he has this weekend to decide if he's going to testify or not. Otherwise, the trial just goes to the next step because the both um, prosecution and defense have rested, and the judge gave him, you know, forty-eight hours or seventy-two hours, whatever the number is, to decide if he's going to testify or not. And you know, which is very, not, which is pretty gracious. He's not going to testify. No, I mean, I'm sure he would like to testify because he thinks he can talk his way out of it. Well, and that's what I was going to say about this deposition. I mean, he's very combative. Like he, like there used to be a time when trump in deposition was a different trump than the trump in sort of a trump rally right there was sort of he was a different kind of person like he understood how depositions work worked and he was more reserved and more cautious like that deposition is weird because he attacks like the lawyer he attacks you know well it's like i said several episodes ago where there is no respect for authority there's no respect for a court system. You, we got these people who are actually testifying in Senate and calling 
senators' names and saying bullshit. I'm not going to answer your questions and fuck you. And and then the senators fighting back like assholes instead of saying I'm holding you in contempt. But I think that it's it's odd because I don't think he understands what he's up, what this trial's about. I think he thinks the trial is about did I rape her or not, and but the what the trial's really about is what um what this encounter has caused her she she could no longer perform her job she could not stay in a relationship she could not perform you know she emotionally she was wrecked he thinks it's just about did i uh rape her or not but even on the did i rape her or not stuff it's like not consistent because on one second he said didn't rape her then he says when i raped her she liked it like it doesn't make any sense it's because rape is sexy yeah it's like wait didn't you say you didn't rape her now you're saying when you did rape her she liked it i mean you know again i i really need to be a little careful here because i i need to go through the testimony a little more carefully but but it's like even that seems pretty like a pretty crazy some pretty crazy stuff it's like he's trying to use um testimony under oath like a Trump rally now, like he he doesn't seem to be as good at separating Trump, the sort of, you know, circus barker and Trump, the sort of I'm going to play the legal system. Uh, it seems like he's decided now he doesn't even have he to. He doesn't have to. He's he been, doesn't have to play the, circus, the legal system The anymore. circus guy works out for everything. The circus guy works even in the legal system. Yeah. yeah. Not, there's no consequences. Yeah. Okay, let's get off Trump because I can't stand it. I know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So what do you got? Um, thousands of new Epstein documents expose his close relationships with some of the world's most powerful elites. I didn't see that. But so what do we know something new there? Is that? Well, what do you mean? Do we know something new? No, we don't know something new because we've already known all this. Interesting. I didn't investigate that. What's Becker news? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's Beck Jones news. It's Becker's news. Okay. I don't know that yeah. that source. Yeah. So I don't know the source. I'm not saying, but I'm also saying, of course, we know all this already. This yeah, and we're kind of all waiting for... It's like, is there like a black book that sort of names names and that kind of thing? Well, are you going to go after people? And, and you're not, you and they're not, people? they're not going to go after people. Yeah. They want to pretend like none of this happened because they know it involves. Because they all turn, they all turn a blind eye. Well, and they know it's not going to be a Republican or, nar or Democratic narrative. It's going to be all of them. Which is why they should do it exactly. more than ever. Exactly. That's why they should do it more than freaking ever. And that's what. Right. And that's why they won't. And that's why they should, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so frustrating because it just because it doesn't fit the narrative. I don't care. Well, I've Go after really all don't of them. I don't care. care what color hat they wear. Nope. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. But, um, I lost it that quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about that thing about the credit and that whether your credit score is better. So you have oh, to pay more fees. Please do. So from what I can tell about looking into that, it's a little bit of a non thing. You know, it's a, it's like Fannie Mae and 
uh, what's the other organization? Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Freddie Mac. Like it's a rule about them and they're changing some stuff about, not even changing, they're just going back to some earlier rules. And, and, and this whole idea of penalizing people with higher scores is not a thing. That's not really part of it. It's, it's like people with the lower credit score are still going to pay more. You know, it's, it's all just a made up thing to get people. Excited. It's like a headline. You know, it's one of these things that's like a headline. It's basically not a real thing. The fee structure around mortgages set by housing regulators did, did change, but rest assured those with good credit scores still pay less than those with worse ones. You know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac regulators at Federal Housing Finance Agency, or, or FHFA, changed the fees they charged on mortgages. And that so this applies to Fannie and Freddie mortgages. They buy up about half of all single family mortgages in the US, helping or keeping the housing market working, which is a weird way of saying yeah. I don't know. That sounds fishy to me. Um, so um, it seems like it's just a non thing. Like it's become a headline to get people excited about it, but it's almost a non thing. Like nobody cared about Freddie Mac and Freddie Mae when the market was, you know, when interest rates were low. Why do people care suddenly when interest rates are up a little bit? You know, it's like a non thing, but we've made it into this headline. We were told on the news, and I yeah. I got sucked in on a fucking ABC News. By the way, I'm going to call you out by name. <laughs> right. ABC's Good Morning America told me that if my FICA score was above X, that I'm going to have to pay my mortgage plus a fee to subsidize people whose whose FICA score was lower. Yeah, and there's a little bit of truth to that related to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, that the fees, you'll still pay less than people that have lower credit scores, but your fees with a higher credit score are gonna go up a little bit to lower the fees of the people that have a lower credit score. Now your fees aren't gonna be more than the people with lower credit score. Well, so then they were correct. There's a point, there's a little bit of truth But that's to that only story. if you're getting a Freddie Mac or Fannie or, Mae. Exactly, yeah. So if I'm just getting a regular old bank loan. Right, it doesn't affect you at all. If I could find a bank that's still in operation. <laughs> yeah, if your bank hasn't gone or been bought out. Okay, so let's talk about insider trading. Let's just jump straight into that. Sure, How which many... I'm totally uninformed about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm uninformed too, but that's why I can talk about it. <laughs> How many of those senators sold their interest in banks right before? Oh my God, it's so bad. It's so terrible. Why do we let senators it's totally legal. own? It's totally freaking legal. Why? They didn't break any laws. Why? I know. Why? Why? Right. I mean, why is that all legal that they can do this stuff? It's insane. If if we could just follow where what these senators buy and sell we'd have no problems yeah oh not like control but at least restrict when it's flat out clearly a conflict of interest and it's totally legal it's insane yeah how are we how, how are we gonna uh that's something your girl Katie's been very excited about, animated about. And AOC. And AOC and a few others. Who's not yeah. necessarily my girl. Now, now Nancy Pelosi's been pretty quiet about it. <laughs> she, actually, she actually told AOC to mind her business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nancy told AOC to uh, back the fuck off. 
Yeah. And AOC did, which I'm like, why? Well, yeah, that's a good question, actually. AOC, you're here for just this reason. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so I don't know. We'll see if I get arrested by the uh, by the music police, but music police. Yeah, because there's music police. Oh, for sure. That to tell you that you're listening to bad music. Because this dude passed away. Are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> I know he did pass away, but why are you playing his song? The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. That's it. Oh, Isn't that the only song you ever did? I have no idea. No, it's not the only song you ever did. But all the money I understand from this song was, uh, I guess he donated. Oh, sorry. He donated to, won't stop. He donated to, like, the families of that. that Edmunds Fitzgerald. See, the families of the Edmunds Fitzgerald are sitting pretty and he's poor. He died a pauper. I don't know if he died a pauper. Probably not, because he had other stuff too. But anyway, the proceeds from that, I guess, he donated to the families, which is pretty cool. How many families were there on the Edmonds Fitzgerald? I don't know. It's a well, if wiki... you're going to come up with that, I got a Wikipedia to... that. You I don't know. Need to come up with. <laughs> I didn't know I'd be asked this. <laughs> was it two families? I was not told I'd be asked this question. <laughs> yeah, I told it was not be on the test. <laughs> it would not be on the test. <laughs> How many families were on the Edmonds Fitzgerald? Wasn't it like eighty people died or something like that? How many families? That could be 40 families. That could be uh, more well, than... Well, I think it's the immediate eight. family, so I'm not sure. But anyway, I thought that was cool. I mean, not that he died, but... <laughs> oh, my God, that song. And any... <sighs> the only reason that song is burnt into our... Our... Uh, our lives is because of damn Bean Baxter. Bean Baxter. Bean Baxter. That's his favorite artist, his favorite song. His favorite song forever. Should we say F you, Bean Baxter, or thank you, Bean Baxter? A little, little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of both. Here you go. I guess that's what you'll call this episode. Thank you, Bean Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll jump into the WHO says COVID is no longer a global health emergency. Oh, sure. The United States has set to let its COVID-19 public health emergency end on May 11th. COVID continues to spread. The virus is evolving and remains a global health threat, but, but, at, a, but at a lower level of concern, according to WHO officials. 107 million cases and 1.2 million deaths have occurred in the U.S. Deaths in 2023 in the U.S. have been dropping from around 4,000 per week at the start of the year to around 1,000 per week now. So still 1,000 people per week are dying of COVID. So it's not a non-thing. This, of course, comes is down from the peaks of near 20,000 per week in, the early, in early 2021 before vaccinations. So that's that. Are we going to have to start having to have the vaccination talk? Well, uh, yeah, I'd rather not. But okay. Okay, let's not. Well, but so this means that vaccinations won't be free anymore, of course. Now that you have to pay for those. Well, I'm sure your insurance wants you to pay. I'm sure insurance wants you to get one so they'll pay for it. Sure, yeah. I'm sure. That's how insurance works. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, we'll still have a booster probably every year, maybe even more often than every year. They don't pay for the flu shot. No, they don't pay for the flu shot. They don't pay for the effing shingle shot or the pneumonia shot. No. Oh, this is old. This is old people talking. 
Yeah. People. We people talk about under, our surgeries. People under 40 are going, what's a shingle shot? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. What do I need that for? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. my Not my surgeries, my procedures. All right. What else you got on your list? Um, Let's see. Um, the only thing I really have left is that um, the convictions for the January 6th. Well, that's the Proud Boys. Well, that's something I mentioned earlier. Yeah. The, Did you? Yeah. Remember no, the you didn't. seditious conspiracy? Yeah, but you didn't mention that they're uh, sentences. Well, I, I mentioned that they pleaded guilty and or, or were found guilty, I should I say. Know, then you saw, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Okay. So, which sentence are you thinking of? Well, the 24 years. I thought, was it that many? I thought it was way less than that. So who got 24 years? Somebody? Yeah, that dude who did that thing. <laughs> I thought the guy that got the longest sentence so far was like like ex-cop or ex-military guy, something like that. He got the longest one. Oh, was 14 years or something. And who's the guy with the patch on his eye? Yeah. He got one of the longer sentences, but that was earlier. Wasn't that only six or eight years? He was Judge Amit Mahan on Friday. Three, he's 24.5 years. Oh, wow. Okay. In prison, three years supervised release, $2,000 in restitution, and a fine of $71,000. And which guy was that? Peter Schwartz, whom the prosecutors termed as one of the most violent and aggressive participants. I, I did see this, yeah. He was sentenced to four years, four year fine bars, 36 month probations, and announced on Friday. That it should have been sentenced twenty four months. Okay, so yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, he didn't actually get no, twenty four months. No, he didn't. He got. He got. He got less than that. Twenty four, uh, fourteen years, and thirty six months probation. Yeah, 36, so it's still pretty long. Thirty six months probation, a long time. Well, fourteen years is a long time too, yeah. relatively. I still felt like those guys should have got way bigger charges <laughs> for what they did, but. Well, and, and like the QAnon shaman guy is out now, right? He's already served his time. Do you think he has even a moment of, of um, you know, Whoops. remorse about what he Whoops. did? I mean, he'd do it again. Or he'd do something as bad as that. I don't think he's become less QAnon. Do you think he's become less QAnon than he was before? No. No. So I don't know if you saw that the math and reading scores plunged in the yes, U.S. Yes, I did. I did, along with the civic scores. Particularly the civic scores, yeah. But wait, oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, you got a different thing? Okay. Oh, the Department of Justice asked for a 20, they asked for a 25-year printed sentence for and Stuart Rhodes. And they got Rhodes. 14, over oh, Stuart Rhodes. He got a lot less than that. He got like eight or something, wasn't it? No, he, no, he got more than eight. I don't know, it wasn't a huge number. All I could say is that his family said the only reason he's wearing an eye patch because he wouldn't take care, take care of that eye and it got all infected and gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Well, <laughs> it's weird, but that's the one thing I remember. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Don't ask me for actual facts. Yeah. No, it's been a shitty week. It's been a crazy week. I mean, we didn't even no, talk about not the crazy, shootings and not stuff. Not crazy. Shitty. Yeah. So in all my research, um, you know, I, I'm always doing research about, you know, finding intros and clips and 
different things people have said for my other podcast, Outrage Overload. And I found this quote from 1988 from a Columbia journalism teacher, I guess, or professor. And and she said, um, in 1998, so that's a while ago, I keep holding on to the idealistic belief that somebody is going to break out of the pack as the news audience splinters, that somebody will emerge because of a commitment to quality and a commitment to a broader agenda. But the entire definition of news is now open to challenge. I'm not talking about the hard political news of which the news organizations see themselves as a watchdog of power. That will always be a prime need in a democratic society. But people want to learn more. The reason why people listen to NPR is because it doesn't, it does teach them more on a wider variety of subjects. There needs to be a breakaway from what I call the journalism of fear. That is news based on what you have, what you have to be afraid of. I mean, some things haven't gotten much better in what is that 35 years almost okay <laughs> yeah all right so so we what we didn't talk about was that we that england got a new king yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> they got a new king it's the first time in 70 years it's been a long time yeah. it's been a long time and um, there's actually said this will be the last time this ever happens. And I don't know what that means. I mean, I know people frequently talked about we don't need a monarchy anymore. Monarchy anymore. We're finished with it. Blah blah blah. We'll see. I mean, it's outdated. An outdated idea. Yada yada yada. I guess we'll see. I, I think they said that before. I think Charles gonna, even was. They're going to have it for a while. I, I know you do kind of wonder. They like that. They like that stuff. They 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 get off on that. Well, the more that comes out about how crazy that whole bloodline is. Oh, I know. It's wild, huh? Yeah. It's like normally they all have crooked teeth. <laughs> Messed up teeth. <laughs> like freaking cousins of each other. Well, I okay. Like... Oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, oh, no. Oh, no, you go. Okay, Chip and Dale here. I was just going to say, what about all these horses dying? What the hell? What the hell? How many horses died at the Kentucky and, Derby? And some, some trainer was suspended, Safi Joseph Jr., after two of his horses' parents' pride and chasing already died in the past week. The cause of their death is unknown. Another horse, Lord Miles, has been scratched from the race following Joseph Jr.'s suspension, America's oldest major sporting event, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, it's crazy, huh? Was it seven horses, I think? What the hell? What is going on? That's a lot of horses. So does this happen all the time? We just don't hear about it? Well, or? it does happen, but not to this. I mean, that's more than usual. Remember, there used to be a TV show that you and I really liked. And yeah. it starred um, Dustin Hoffman. And yeah. it was filmed right at, when, like at that a, time. We lived down there. So right down the street from our house. Yeah. At, uh, um, yeah what's that track called? Uh, I forget now. Southern California. I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah, I want to say... Del, 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 Mar, Del Mar. No, no, no. Del Mar's in San Diego. So it was Santa Anita. Santa, Santa Anita. Anita. Okay, yeah. Santa Anita. And um, we loved that show and it was so great, but several horses died, not during the filming, but on the track while they were filming, aside because they were filming while they were doing training. So what the hell? Yeah. And by the way, 
I love horse racing. I do too. I love horse racing. I love everything about it. I love, I think it's, I love the romance about it. I love, I love everything about it. But why are these horses dying? Yeah. Yeah. Something seems that that doesn't sound good. That's, that's depressing. Yeah. That's scary. That's weird. And so, but someone did win the race. Yeah. It's funny. I can't remember the horse yeah, now. Because two people scratched. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't remember the horse now. Why can't you remember Maze, the horse? something I want to say, but I don't remember now. Uh, oh, but but now I'm looking it up. It's Buddy something. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, who did win the race? But um, Okay, so I want to say that I did something semi-useful with ChatGPT. I doubt it. Well, so I put in... Okay, people, if you don't want to hear us fight, you might want <laughs> to tune out now. <laughs> so I, I put in the model or the, what do I want to say, the boundaries, the specs for the, the dignity index, which we talked about before, which is the scale of one to eight about speech and when it's either really kind of hostile and oh, by divisive. The way, by the way, do they look at our little thing here and do they put us on the dignity we can do ourselves on the dig dignity and see how we stand no i think we should not do that <laughs> i'd be curious to check that uh, out. i am not curious at all <laughs> so i put in the rubric of how you measure like what they define as the eight levels and i gave that to chat gpt and then i said okay now rate the speech based on that rubric and so i put in some examples and i thought it did a pretty good job I, I copy and pasted a comment from somebody that asked to be on the show on my normal outrage overload show. And uh, here's the quote, Biden doesn't know what planet he lives on. And because of his feeble brain, a vacuum of authority and power has been created. I do not have a thimble of compassion for Biden because he was a corrupt, mean and spiteful government official for decades. And now the only thing that has changed is that he is mentally incapacitated. Okay. So here's how. So he was mentally content. No, let's, before we go to, so he is mentally capacitated before i think the only fine. thing that's changed is now he's mentally incapacitated yeah but so before he was mentally, he wasn't mentally incapacitated yeah so before. everything was fine before he was well happy with things he before. was no he was before he was still uh what was it corrupt mean and spiteful but now, now he's, he's also mentally in, incapacitated uh, so what, how do you how do you stay the same okay okay so on this dignity index model, which has a scale of one to eight, one being okay. the worst, yeah, so eight that, being the sort of that best. Got two. Well, so here's what ChatGPT gave it. Based on the dignity index model you provided, I would rate this speech as a level three. Mm. The statement attacks Biden's moral character by calling him corrupt, mean, and spiteful, which is just a critique of his, which is not just a critique of his capabilities or competence, but an attack on his character. It is important to note that this type of language can be divisive and contribute to a toxic political environment that undermines efforts to find common ground and work together towards shared goals. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Okay. So but, now that I put that model in, I, I think I can rate whatever paragraph uh, okay. you want to. But, okay, David. Yes, go David. ahead. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> if you did not put in that matrix to any other, any other 
you could have put in your own sure you put the majors in you could have put the run through it would just wouldn't have given you the little um notes there before but you you had to give uh and to give it what the, a lot i had to give it what the everything right yes you had to give it everything so you just set up a program now where you can now run in anything else because you've already given it the matrix but what's the difference between that and just a little side program you always do all the time not a lot exactly i mean here you have it's using its capabilities as regenerative tech so why would you use chat gpt when you actually had to go through the same amount of work and do the same amount of thing well because it has that generative text ability so you could give it just that model and it can reach you should have got each better than you could have got that with your own program that you do all the time mm, yes maybe yes maybe 100 percent. but i'm curious now that i've put that in there as to how well it will do with other speech so i think you should do your thing you would have done normally where you would have done your own little uh Run your own little pro. Look at look at me. It's so my own little program. It's so demeaning. When Isn't I that go. cute? Isn't look that at David that writing some little program. That's adorable. <laughs> hey, I said it first. I said it first that it was demeaning the way I was saying it. Yeah. But the but you have written um, scripts all the time that do stuff like this. So what's the difference? Well, I mean, the difference is I didn't actually have to write any code. I could just like write this prompt and tell it. But the prompt took you just as long as it would to do the code. Probably yeah, he's saying yes. As long, no, you're as long. lying. You're totally lying. But anyway, I I don't know. It's interesting. So I'm curious to see how it does in general now that I've got that in there. Uh, so to see if it can I be apologize useful. for making it sound like what you do. <laughs> was, was just, it's adorable. It's adorable because I didn't have the right words. But at the end of the day, your little program. <laughs> no, stop it. You knew what I was saying. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it's interesting. I'll be curious to see if that little model, you know, how well it plays out. I'm not curious to see it all. Oh, I am. I am not curious. I mean, like everybody that wants to come on the show now, I'm going to find something they said and rate it with this model and see how it comes That's up. bullshit. You don't can, think I'm going to do that? Can you write about how, um, what's the um, likelihood of Trump being found guilty? Well, no. Well, not with this model because this is about. No, but you can write a script that'll, you can actually say. Maybe. I mean, it knows how law works a little bit. Sure. Well, okay, so that was one thing I did have pulled pulled aside about. Okay, how many people? It's a significant number. Uh, had to find where it is now. Okay. So, what do you think? Should David and I get new iPads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We thought yes, we should get new iPads. Well, ours are what? Ten years old? At least something like that. At least, and then we went and looked at new iPads, and I went, "Holy crap!" iPads cost that much? I know they're kind of insane how much they are. What the hell? Um, so at least eight electors have accepted immunity deals. Oh, right. That's in the Georgia case. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know what that means for sure yet. What like, does that mean? Well, obviously it means something to do with their sort of cooperating and 
that she thinks she can use them to charge somebody else. Do you think that she's putting who's the somebody just, else? We don't know just, for sure. She's just getting these people. They really may or may not need immunity, but she's getting them to get to accept immunity to. Well, obviously, she wouldn't grant immunity unless they, they were, well, unless she's an idiot, which theoretically she is. She's not an idiot. Right. Theoretically, she's prosecuted a lot of cases. She's not an idiot. But assuming she's not an idiot, then she doesn't grant immunity unless she, they're going to give her something that will help indict somebody higher than them. And nobody would accept immunity unless they need they immunity. They thought they were, yeah, in jeopardy. Where I'm saying that she says, I'm just going to offer everybody immunity. Those who accept it need it. Well, I don't think that's how it worked. I think <laughs> she would want something. She would only grant immunity if they had something to give her. Yeah. Related to somebody higher up the chain that she thought she could indict. Now, it's so fishy and cloudy and complicated that we don't know what any of that means. No. I mean, it is interesting. That's a state case. So... No matter what, Trump can't pardon himself. He can't pardon his pardon his. Buddies. Why would he be able to pardon himself? He's not president. No, if he were be, to become president, even if oh, he were to become president, I'm sorry, he is president. Well, he's running the show. Depending on who you ask, yeah, he's running a, a shadow government out of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, uh, can we talk about that? Well, we could briefly, sure. I mean, I think it's a, a hilarious. Like the way we can believe two inconsistent things is just like the psychology of that is funny because we can all do it. Whether you're left or right or wherever you stand, we can all do this sort of stuff that we can simultaneously believe Trump is actually in charge and running a shadow government, yet Biden is responsible for all the problems. <laughs> okay. So Trump is actually still president. Yeah, he's still president and, and running a shadow government out of Mar-a-Lago. What is that shadow government I, doing? I don't know. I have no idea. Obviously, I don't know because it's not a real thing at all. No, no, no. But, no such yeah, thing. Oh, don't, don't be so quick all right. to judge. Right. So what don't. could that shadow government be in control of? And obviously, it's not the thing you don't like because you still blame Biden for those. Biden's going to get blamed for everything. Right. And all presidents and, and do. By That's the way, fairly. It's and fair. all, by the way. He should be. He should be. It's fair. He should be. Right. That's what happens when you're president. Right. Yeah. That's your job. And independents vote based on how they think the incumbent is doing. How do we think the incumbent's doing? And the election's close. I oh, mean, yeah. It's It'll closer close. than we think. Oh, yeah. He could easily win. <sighs> I mean, despite everything, he could easily win. There's still, I mean, he had 70 million people vote for him last time, despite everything. Did he really that yeah. many? Yeah, yeah. We gotta get. I mean, we have to get real people. I mean, we can't. Why are we? Why are we letting old people do this? Well, that's the whole two-party system. By the and, way, we're old people, and we don't want old people <laughs> running for office. Right. These old people are really old people. We don't want old people running for office. What? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only not only just old, but yeah, all of it. All of it, like you know, yeah, and that's that's the whole two-party system, the, the 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 primary system that we currently have. Like you can't independents can't join the, the primaries uh, readily, and we're afraid to vote for third parties because we're afraid that they might lose, so we don't want to waste our vote. 
So this is where stuff like these alternative um, RCV, um, sorry, rank choice voting, and the other one is, um, I don't know, I forget what it's called, but where you basically get to vote for as many um, of you as you want, and then whoever gets the most, you know, wins. And every day, I haven't brought this up, but every single day, there is a story in my um, newsfeed, and maybe my newsfeed needs to be adjusted, about some woman who got denied care for a miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy because of the state they live in. Every single day, Yeah, it comes up. I mean, these healthcare providers are so confused about the laws they don't know what they can that's do that's what, what the hospital said we don't know what we can do what we can't do i mean they asked so that the, lady but, to wait in the parking lot until she got but the hospitals have to start just the hospitals have to say fuck you and start doing it and they're afraid too they got lawyers. why why they got lawyers lawyers you could lawyers and do, they do what these doctors took an oath yeah they took an oath they have to start saying fuck you and just do what it needs to do to save these women's lives yeah but think. they're just women Right. There's that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, when are they going to say we have to do what we know as a doctor, what we know needs to be done to save their lives? You know, it was interesting because I just had that panel Yeah. this week where I had a naturopath. Naturopath? Naturopath doctor, quote unquote doctor who actually, you know, abandoned that and realized it was sort of, now is on a mission to sort of say it's all snake oil. And an MD kind of talk about this problem that we fall into this, um, you know, we, we, it's easy to fall into going to alternative healthcare because sometimes you get frustrated with the traditional medicine because it's lawyers and everything else that limit you. Plus there's financial things like they can only talk to you for 20 minutes or whatever, right? And and some of these more chronic cases, you need to spend a couple hours with a patient. Well, doctors just aren't allowed to spend a couple hours with a patient. David, tell me. So someone comes in, they have, let's go with the extreme case. They are in the midst of a miscarriage. How in the hell does anybody know besides that doctor? What to do? No, not only what to do, what was done. The insurance company knows what was done. But why, who's reporting that to the federal government or the state government? Why are you reporting well, that? But is that even relevant to these laws? What has been done is not even relevant to these laws. Like if these laws say you can't do X, Y, Z, then the staff at these hospitals or the administration at these hospitals say, you can't do X, Y, Z. No, they say I took an oath to. Well, the doctor says that, but I mean, the administrator and, says, but, no, I don't care. You can't do that. Then. Because they don't want the liability. Then what liability of what? Of being arrested, going to jail. It's now criminal offense to, to commit some of these. But if enough doctors, this one, I'm, I'm asking this. I'm not saying this is right. I'm asking this. If enough, enough doctors said, I have to follow my Hippocratic oath and I have to take care of every patient, which I know is the best care for them. That's, and that's, you gave me a license 
in your state you board certified me yeah. board certified me to make that decision i have to make that decision how many doctors we need doctors to actually put themselves on the line it's a good point i mean like right i mean what's going to happen the first case that is like that like who will have the because now, so now nobody that, would now you want to be criminally liable fuck at this point i don't fucking care to be honest but then again i'm not in that position yeah i'm not of childbearing i'm not going to be childbearing anytime soon and i'm not a doctor yeah but that's what it comes down to you're right somebody has to decide to push this and say whether they want to and here's make a, a case and this it. is what everybody has to say nobody wants an abortion nobody right. wants an abortion right nobody goes through myth. life every day going i want an abortion nobody wants yeah. an abortion yeah. yeah especially like you know this idea of late term i mean the less the last thing anybody wants i mean your only reason you're doing a quote-unquote late-term abortion is because is it's a freaking crisis situation exactly nobody and, wants and, to do that and the doctor no no doctor is going to say that yeah that we're just going to do that yeah we're just going to do it yeah that's not happening you, oh you, you changed your mind yeah we're just going to do it yeah, no no doctor is going to do that no because because they took the hippocratic oath and you gave them a license to practice medicine in your state uh, uh. yeah I, I would say that's the right reaction <laughs> all right well i'll finish with snoop Dogg. snoop dog don't talk about my snoop dog is also getting involved in the bid to purchase the nhl team the ottawa center yes he is you know why he's a good guy he's a good guy so that would be the first nhl's you know black ownership the first black ownership. wait what yeah i know i was surprised by that as well it seems odd that that's the first black okay now that i say that but think about i can't think of anybody who's got black ownership think of any sports well, team particularly in nhl but yeah no think of any team oh well you've got uh magic is involved in the dodgers he's right? involved but he may be one of the only black man on that team right because it's a whole but that's i mean this could be the same but yeah I mean, at least you've got some black ownership representation you've got the knicks i think right knicks is oh yeah that's uh jay-z and his little his gang i'm sure there's others but it's interesting that i was surprised to see that this was the first black owner would be the first black owner of an nhl team well how many black nhl players are there there's some there's some it's not a gigantic number but I don't ask, know ask chat gpt i don't how know many? i gotta ask google that's all about all i could i guess siri that's siri that's about all i can do siri is chat gpt not yet but you could actually well please you can integrate it and it will be soon but you can actually do some tweaks to make it sort of integrate with you chat do not GPT. know how many little ads i got hey you should download chat gpt to your device you should look and i went nope yeah. nope nope yeah. yeah be careful of all those weird apps well, there's a lot of weird apps I already have on here. Right. You got enough weird apps as it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. All right. Well, I think we talked about most of the things I had on my list. I, I uh, mentioned my whole, well, I mean, the only other AI thing is that, you know, a news site, uh, NewsGuard has identified 49 news and information sites that appear to be almost entirely written by artificial intelligence software. How can they be? Okay. <laughs> I got you going again. Okay, you okay, you you guys are gonna listen to David and I fight again. 
<laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up. I should have finished How Snoop Dogg. Can they possibly write these articles if they only know what's happened up to 2021? Go. I think they're doing, probably they're feeding them. They're writing the article already. No, no, no. Yes. No, 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 no. They're, they're probably feeding them like summaries. It looks like most of it is feeding them summaries of other articles people have written and they're just having them rewrite it. Right. In this case, in this case. Right. I mean, it's garbage. It's already being written. Yeah, yeah. It's garbage. It's being rewritten. And in fact, some of it, the reason why they detected it was because some of them even have errors. Like they literally say things like, I can't reproduce that because, you know, I'm only a large language model and it's. It actually many. says. Yeah, stuff like that. that they they published that on the website. It actually yeah. says that verbiage. Yeah, yeah. But then there's a byline on that article. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's the other reason thing is there's like all these bylines are fake. It's like they put a byline of some goofy see more, name. Seymour Butts. Pretty much. They put up a byline of some random name and then a random photo off the internet, right? And you go reverse image search and there's nobody by that byline. If they even have a byline. Many of them don't even have a byline, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, the byline is a big give, right? Oh, my God. They, okay, so the byline is someone, some bozo. Who, who's the byline by? Well, literally, it'll be some random name, like pretty close to that, right? It'll just be John Smith and be some random picture off the okay, internet. Okay, so it's John Smith, but John Smith is writing for the... Weird names. The like Tribune. The, the News The Valleyville Tribune. The News Live 79, Daily Business Post, the Market News Reports, Biz Breaking so, News, so sites like that. Those aren't real sites. Well, right. But I mean, they, they look kind of real. A lot of people might believe they're kind of real. They look like normal oh sites. Oh, my God. And they didn't, but they didn't read them before they posted them. Well, obviously, many okay. of these they didn't. Yeah. By the way, newspaper editors, this is where you come out and say, this is why this isn't going right, to work for us. Right, this is why us. we have an editor. Yeah. This is why this isn't going to work for us. Remember when the newspaper editor used to be like a very prestigious job? Those well, guys it made is a, in some situations. Those guys made a I don't know if money. they make a lot no, anymore. They but. made a ton of freaking money but there's in their still day. a respected job to a degree right and real news sites do still have real editors like their stuff has to go through an editor their sources have to be checked by an editor and all that and that's the problem is like when you go to these alternative sources none of that happens right that's not happening no remember editors used to be a really big prestigious it, it is job. at a real organization still Remember Sharon Stone married that guy? <laughs> what was his name? I don't remember. And he was the editor of the San like Francisco Chronicle. No, okay. San Francisco. Okay. The San Francisco Chronicle. Sharon Stone? Yeah. Okay. Look it up. Sharon Stone. Husband. Husband. Editor. Well, you don't have to put editor. That would already be there. Well, I would, maybe this will put it in. Sharon Stone husband. Yeah. Phil Brownstein. Didn't I just say that? Did you say that name? Yes, I did. See, you're a freaking genius. How do I not know that? <laughs> Phil Brownstein, American journalist and editor. He serves as an executive editor. chair of the board for the Center for Investigative Reporting at Berkeley, California. He's best known for his work as a war correspondent and investigative journalist. In 1986, he was a finalist for the 
Pulitzer Prize and is reporting on the fall of Philippine dictator Ferdinand Marcos. Later, he held leadership positions with San Francisco Exam Examiner, Examiner okay. San Francisco Chronicle, as you noted, oh, 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 oh. and Hearst Newspapers Corporation. There you go. And is it Pulitzer Surprise? <laughs> Pulitzer Prize. Is it Pulitzer Surprise or no. Pulitzer Surprise? Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> the Pulitzer Prize is an award administrated administered by Columbia University for achievements in oh, newspaper, okay. magazine, and online journalism, literature, and music composition within the United States. It was established in 1917 by provisions in the will of Joseph, guess who? Hertz? Pulitzer. Pulitzer. <laughs> it was established, oh, sorry, who had made his fortune as a newspaper publisher. Prizes are awarded annually in 21 categories. In 20 21 categories. Is there money? Yeah. What's the price? $15,000 cash reward. That's nothing. I know. Nowadays, it's nothing. I can't even buy you a Prius. Yeah. It used to be $10,000. It was raised in 2017. The winner in the public service category is awarded a gold medal. But twenty-five, but fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand plus you know, a gold medal. One of the best. It's like you get a gold star. One of the best bumper stickers I saw lately was, "Nice Prius," said no one <laughs> any. Right. Yeah. So what was that prize that um, our associate received? Yeah, we went to the. We went to the. You um, mean the thing in. Pudson, no, the thing in in San Jose that we went to. It uh, was the. Oh, uh, I don't remember who what organization gave that prize away. Yeah, I don't remember what that was. It was some kind of a journalism prize. Some kind of journalism award, and yeah. they got no money. No. And I was like, "Hey, so you're buying dinner tonight, right?" He goes, "No, there's no money involved in this." And I went, <laughs> "Damn, I invested in nothing." Yeah. And he laughed and giggled, gave me a hug, and go, "Yes, you invested." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Now what was that? Oh, the Edwin Edwin R. Murrow. Oh, Edwin R. Murrow Award. Yes. Okay. So we uh, that would that that award is supposed to be pretty prestigious. No money involved, yeah, but that, pretty why prestigious. Why that should have money? Well, where do they get the money? I'm sorry. It's like, can you don't, I mean, do they have donors or like, where does that money come from? It's got to be donors, I would think in most cases, yeah. But why would I want to donate to that? Um, I don't know. I guess because you're know. into that thing. I guess so. That's why I have to, that's one of my um, new, um, um, Things, tasks at work is that I have to. Encourage. It's among the most prestigious awards. Which one? The Edwin R. Murrow Award. Okay. It's prestigious, no money. No money, right. So I'm supposed to encourage our employees to find charities that are worth our donations. I thought you said your other employees were just going to recommend the things they want. I know, but I have to encourage them to do that. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to look into that more. 
All right. Well, I think that's all the things I had. Well, I don't know if it's all the things, but it's about, I'm about exhausted of the things that I had on my list. Are you exhausted? By the way, by the way, I want to say, David, yeah. thank you for a lovely dinner. That was we, awesome. We huh? had a beautiful dinner tonight. Oh, yeah. So here's the important thing. <laughs> I made martinis. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so did I shake two martinis or did I shook two martinis? Did I shaken two martinis? What's the right word? Someone tell me. You made, you poured two martinis. I did that. Tonight. I did pour them, but did I shake them? Did I shook them? And did I shake them? And you've never been more, more sexier in your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. It, it, it's, it's been a lovely evening arguing with you. <laughs> yeah. And um, shall I argue with you again next week? Please. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Love you. Love you. Thanks for coming on, everyone. Thanks for joining in. I hope you had some entertainment slash education from this. <laughs> we'll see you next week.